Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Lots getting done. Lots to talk about. Bottom of this hour will be uh, campusreform.org. We've got a young reporter coming on. Emily Fowler will be on today. We talk about a lot of different stories. She's going to a, a university called Masters University in California. I'm like, really? I had never heard of the university. So we'll talk about that uh, and what she's studying. Plus, we'll get into some of the nuttiness on campus. It's going to make your face hurt. There's a lot of that going on. We've got that for you. And then, uh, again, uh, uh, there's nuttiness just in California, period. Got a couple of stories coming up. They're going to really open your eyes. Plus, I, I want to make a correction on something I said earlier about the Supreme Court justice and what's happening right now on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Carrie, it's there for you. My favorite. Where's your chair dancing now? No, stop, stop, stop. I'm singing everything. Don't, don't sing, don't sing. Really? Yes. Yep. That makes you feel better, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Kiss your ass yesterday with the taco song. <laughs> Kiss your ass again today with this song. Thank you. Being nice for some reason. I'll, I'll get over it, though, so I don't get used to it. All right, <laughs> okay. so in the first hour, we talked about Justice Breyer stepping down, and he's doing it like like this week or something, or next week. Tomorrow. Whatever, very soon. Is it tomorrow? It is tomorrow. Um, and, and I said, oh, great. Now, there's going to be another opening, so I guess Katanji Brown-Jackson will take this seat, then there'll be another Supreme Court justice that'll be voted on, and the Senate should stand firm and not confirm somebody else. Well, of course, that was me brain farting. She was replacing Breyer anyway. Breyer, though, was going to stay until October. And then all of a sudden he's leaving now. So that's what the big news was today. There is not another opening. They will not be, you know, suggesting another judge. There's not going to be another confirmation hearing. Thank goodness. I think a lot of people uh, got the same sort of sense that I did, that this was somebody different. It's not. Breyer, and by the way, I'm not so sure Breyer knew that he was retiring to begin with uh, when the whole Katanji Brown-Jackson thing went down. It just seemed like he was being pushed out. And it was announced before he even announced it. It was announced like by the administration. So instead of waiting until October, he'll he'll be leaving tomorrow. And then Katanji Brown Jackson will go right into place, and um, and she will she's going to vote exactly how he did. Um, it's not going to change anything really, other than the fact that we'll suddenly have somebody who can't define what a woman is in the Supreme Court. So I wanted to make that correction. There is not going to be another vote, another confirmation hearing. This is not a different justice retiring. They're just retiring him earlier. That he was going to. I mean, that was the story, right, Carrie? Who's going to leave in October? Right. And now it's. And she would. Tomorrow. Right, because October is when they reconvene, mm-hmm. uh, when they go on summer break. So, uh, no, it's going to be tomorrow. He's just gone. And I'm not really sure what that changes, other, because the votes are going to be exactly the same. He is a reliable liberal judge, as will be Katanji Brown Jackson, although he may be able to define a woman, whereas she cannot. So there you go. 888 pags JoePags.com. We've got to. Um, We've got to talk about what's happening in California. And I don't know if this is California wanting to lower the population. As much as they welcome in those who come here illegally, they're also welcoming transgender people to California. And again, if you've got a bunch of trans people in California, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of new residents in California made through procreation. So give me that story first. And then there's a story about Mm -hmm. a, a male 
who competed as a female and won some competition as well. What do you have? From the blaze, the California Legislative Committee is currently considering a bill that would make California a sanctuary state for children throughout the country, otherwise forbidden to receive transgender treatment and surgery in their home states. And the bill introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner back in March would prohibit health care providers, including contractors and insurance companies, from cooperating in interstate legal battles regarding the transgender care of a child. This bill would prohibit a provider of health care, a health care service plan, or a contractor. The bill reads from releasing medical information related to sensitive services or related to a person or entity, allowing a child to receive gender-affirming health care in response to a criminal or civil action, including a foreign subpoena based on another state's law that authorizes a person to bring a civil or criminal action against a person or entity that allows a child to receive gender-affirming health care. The bill also expressly prohibits state law enforcement agencies from intentionally apprehending individuals wanted in other states for helping children receive receive transgender treatment because such cases are so often intertwined in contentious child custody battles the bill would also require law enforcement to disregard court orders issued in other states that authorize a child to be removed from their parent or guardian based on that parent or guardian allowing their child to receive gender affirming health care okay who is the source on that the blaze the blaze is calling a gender affirming health care mm, yes Okay. Now, it was, I believe, this is in quotes. Okay. So, yeah. So part of the actual legislation probably that says gender-affirming health care. It does. Okay. Yes, yes, it does. All right, I got you. All right, so basically, uh, come to California. We won't tell anybody that you're here to get so-called gender-affirming care, health care. If you are part of a custody battle and there is a court, or- a court order for you to take the child back to the state where you came from, we'll ignore that. Law enforcement is now told by the state of California to not abide by that, and you should be able to get the gender-affirming health care that you need. Is that that what I'm hearing? Mm, Yes, sir. Okay. Let's go through a couple of things that most of you watching and listening already know, but I want to say it, and I don't care if you call me a transphobe or whatever. I'm I'm not afraid of people who are who are confused about their gender. I'm not afraid of people who have uh, who are gay or whatever their sexual orientation is is outside the norm. I, I'm not afraid of it. So calling me a phobe is kind of dumb. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I'm a clownophobe. Carrie, okay, I, I don't like clowns. Yeah, a lot of people don't like them. Scary. Scary. Yeah. And there was some movie. Yeah. There was some TV show. Some something with this maniacal clown it. out the window in the mm-hmm. living room, mm-hmm. and I was, that was it. Screw that! Scary. I'm not going to the. I'm not going to the circus. But clowns are people too, and maybe you're being. But uh, I will kick that clown base. ass. Don't come anywhere near me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting violence against clowns. So, having said all of that, I'm not a phobe of any sort. I'm not afraid of you or your lifestyle, or your ethnicity, or your race, or your your sexual orientation, or your gender ID. I'm not afraid of you. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But having said that, it does matter to me when you're talking about mutilation, purposeful mutilation of children. You're talking about gender-affirming health care, also known as puberty blockers, also known as chemical castration, also known as stopping nature from doing what nature does. I've said this, if I've said this once, I've said it a million times. If you want to, when you're 18 or older, and you're, you're an adult in every state, if you want to start dressing like the other gender, and have an operation to mutilate yourself to look like the other gender more and take hormones, you're an adult, you can make that decision. 
But to thrust this upon a child who doesn't know what the hell he or she's talking about, who says, I feel like I'm the other gender, the parent's job is to say, great, but you're not. And certainly the parent's job is to not have some pharmaceutical chemical injected or given to your son or daughter to change how they feel gender-wise or hormonally. I think that's a problem. I think that should that should have some real legal consequences. Because again, your job as a parent is, hey mom, dad, is the stove hot? You say, yes, the stove's hot, don't touch it. Hey mom or dad, um, is there a reason I have to wear my seatbelt? Yes, wear your seatbelt because it's going to keep you safe in the back seat. Why do I have to wear a helmet when I ride my bike? Because if you fall off and you hit your head, the helmet will take the impact and not your head. Mom, I think I'm a girl. Well, you're not. You're a boy, and here are the reasons why. I think it's our job to just tell them the truth. And again, if there's some confusion there, get some counseling. If they still feel that way when they turn, they turn 18, they want to live like the opposite gender. I'm a freedom and liberty guy. You can live like the opposite gender. But giving the opportunity to somebody to force a pharmaceutical on the kid and force the natural course of nature from happening. Forget God. I mean, I'm not going to forget God, but I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the natural course of nature. Those hormones happen because of either um, ovaries or testes. That's it. That's the way it works. And if you have these hormones as you're going through puberty, because you've got uh, you know fallopian tubes, ovaries, uh, uh, uterus, and and other identifiers that make you a girl, then you're going to go through puberty as as a female. If you've got other things going on, boy parts, boy DNA, chromosomes, and so on, you're going to go through puberty as a male. That's nature. We should not be giving people injections or pills or whatever that will change what nature is going to do. Let the person go through puberty, and if he or she still wants to do something different at 18, they can do that as a free liberated adult in the United States of America. But we've got an entire state now, one of the largest population-wise and geographically in our country, that's now saying, come here, we will hide you from the other parent trying to get you back. We will hide you from authorities from other states like Texas um, lest they'll punish you for doing this thing to your child. And let me say it as clearly as I can. If you're listening to my voice and you're the parent of somebody you're allowing who is a child under 18, even before, before puberty, to live as the opposite gender, stop it. You're not making your point. You're not doing what's natural. You're doing something that your child thinks he or she is, and they're wrong. Children are wrong a lot because they're still learning. They have no life experience yet. And it's your job now to say, hey, you're not that. I'll give you the reasons why you're not that. But as you become an adult, if you want to revisit this, I'll support you because I love you. The whole idea of doing it before somebody goes through puberty is nuts. Doing it before somebody hits adulthood is completely crazy to me. And it shouldn't be happening. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Before we hit the break, Carrie, you got to give me the other story about, about a trans person who won some uh, another competition. And this isn't Leah Thomas this time. What do you have? No, from Fox News, the 29-year-old biological male who came in first place at a New York women's skateboarding competition is a father of three and a combat veteran who was previously rejected from the Olympics for having too much testosterone. Ricky Trace, who also goes by Ricky and Trace, won over Shiloh Katori, a 13-year-old girl who's ranked 133rd in the border global ranks, which are based on performance and skateboarding competitions. Trace, by comparison, sits at 838 in the rankings. 
Trace took the top title in the women's division of the Border Open, taking home $500. I have three kids. I'm married. I did my time in the military. I own a company. I've decided that I like being pretty and cute. Trace said in an interview about skateboarding last year. So everything that goes with that is female. I love female bodies. I think it's a work of art. Uh, Trace does not intend to medically transition outside hormone therapy. Uh, Trace has taken hormones but was previously informed that his body still had too much testosterone to compete. I know I'll never be a woman because women are miraculous. They have babies and create life and do all that awesome stuff. Trace said in an interview, I'll never have that ability, but I feel like a woman. I would have wished to be born one, so I'll try to fill that image as much as I can for myself. And many on social media excoriated the tournament for the biological and age disparities between the competitors, including female skateboarder Taylor Silverman, who spoke out in May after repeatedly placing second in skateboarding contest against biological males. The skateboarding competition comes amid a national debate over whether biological men have a competitive advantage over biological women. I wonder if they do. <sighs> uh, the whole thing is, is just crazy to me. And you've got this person, 29-year-old person who's a male, I guess married to a woman and made three kids, is not going to change anything yeah. outwardly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no body part changes here, no medical changes, no surgeries, nothing like that. Says, I feel pretty. I feel like a girl or a woman, therefore I am, and idiots let this person compete. I mean, that's what I'm hearing, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And these girls, these little 13-year-old girls are coming in second to a 20, 29-year-old guy. Yeah. I mean, he's rejected from the Olympics for having too much testosterone. So right. why would they let him in a skateboarding competition competing against teenage girls? They shouldn't. And um, the $500 should should have gone to the second place person, clearly. And, and what bothers me is they keep on doing this testosterone level thing. Um, testosterone level does not say what happened during puberty with you. It doesn't say how dense your bones are or how thick your muscle bellies are. It doesn't say any of that. The, le- the level of testosterone right now, if I, if I had zero testosterone in my body right now, and clearly I've got more than that, but if I had zero, it wouldn't change the fact that I've gone through the steps of being a biological male my entire life. And therefore, I have an advantage. That's just the way it is. And it's not a brain advantage. And I'm not saying I'm better than a woman, but I am stronger than the 99.9% of the women out there, period. That's just a fact. So the idea that, that you have lower testosterone now somehow makes you the same as a girl is just not true. You've had all the advantages your entire life, and that should be recognized. It's just it's just that that normal. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. First, the, the new law being pushed in California that you can skate, uh, escape wherever you happen to be to California and the other parent has no say in the gender-affirming uh, chemicals that you're going to be giving to somebody. And the second thing, a 29-year-old guy who admits he's not a woman gets to compete against little girls and take home 500 bucks. Your thoughts? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. I'm glad to have you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you stopping by. 
Thanks a lot for being here. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Love that you stopped by. We'll have at the bottom of the hour um, a, a young reporter from CampusReform.org. They do a great job in uncovering what's going on in college and university campuses that you had no clue was going on. So stick around for that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about California becoming a sanctuary state for trans people and uh, for, I guess, gender-affirming surgery and and medicine and what they're calling health care. Doesn't matter if the other parent knows. Doesn't matter if there's a court order saying you can't do it. California's there for you, which makes no sense to me. Let me tell you about the, the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly gets rid of those odors that are, that are flying around the house. I don't care what the odor is. You put this in place, and it's going to smell like a thunderstorm just came through and leaves that fresh, clean, not musty scent. Really awesome. We've got a bunch of these in the house. It gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 200,000 thunderstorms sold so you know it works. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space because it plugs right into the wall, right into the outlet. Nearly silent. Great for use in bedrooms. And again, we've got, I think, four in the house. Other family members have them in their houses now, and they really, really work. Go to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Save a bunch of money, too. Again, over 250000 of these sold. It's amazing. Use discount code PAGS3. Save over 200 bucks. Shipping is free as well. E-D-E-N-P-U-R-E-Deals.com. Use PAGS3, P-A-G-S-3, to save $200. Shipping is free as well. Make this happen right now. We go to the phone lines. Chris is in San Antonio. Chris, what's going on? Hi. Hi, how you doing? Living the dream. What's happening? Oh, no, no I was uh, going to comment on your man gender thing going against the uh, female. Yes. I guess the men are not good enough to compete with other men. Right. And they always play second or third or whatever, so they have to compete against women to yes. make themselves feel better, I guess. Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, that's what Leah Thomas has been doing. The guy's William Thomas, says he's now Leah Thomas. He was ranked 460-some-odd in the nation in collegiate NCAA men's swimming. 400-something was his place. Now, he's the number one swimmer because he swims against females. That's the story. There's nothing more complicated to it. Um, without a doubt, because again, Leah Thomas says it's not about swimming. All right, then don't swim. Just be who you are, be the girl you are, be the gal you are, and enjoy your life, but just realize you don't have the privilege of swimming against people who are XX people and you're an XY. You're a man, they're women, you're swimming against them, it's unfair, it's wrong, it never should have happened to begin with. Same thing with this 29-year-old skateboarder who admits he's not a woman. He admits it. Yet he's allowed to to skateboard against 13-year-old girls and take their $500 prize home for himself. This is really happening. And it boggles my mind. It does. I, I will never understand it, how anybody with a brain can suggest that this is okay. And again, you you live however you want. You say you're a, you're a woman and you're a man after you're 18, fine. You say you're a man and you're a woman after you're 18, fine. I'm not here to throw you in jail or persecute you or give you a hard time. I am here to say... That that's your decision as an adult, but it doesn't give you the right to take away opportunities from females. It doesn't make any sense. When we come back, it's going to be another young reporter from uh, campusreform.org. Do not go anywhere. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.
I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Really glad to have another young correspondent from CampusReform.org. Today, it is Emily Fowler who goes to Masters University in California. Emily, good to see you. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? You are wonderful. I agree with you. Um, I'm doing well. I've never heard of Masters University in California. I thought you went to university to get the Masters, but it turns out you could get a Masters from Masters. Is that real? Is that a thing? Yes, you can. So, yes, I am transferring this fall to Masters University in California. It's a smaller conservative Christian school, um, and I will be studying music there. So I'm really excited to go there. They have conservative Christian schools in California? Stop. They do. Really? Believe it no, or not, they no, do. No, where, where geographically is it? North, central, south? Uh, it's in California? Sun Valley, if you are familiar with that area. I'm not. Where is where's Sun Valley? Um, It's pretty close to Los Angeles. Okay. So there's a Christian conservative school, a university near Los Angeles, you're telling me. Near is in a couple hours, but if that counts as, <laughs> as near, then yes. Yes, there is. Okay, so what kind of music are you studying? Now, I was a music major in college. I'm a saxophone performance guy. I play piano, really? I sing, I do all this stuff. Um, probably not as good as you do, but um, but but what is it uh, in the music field that you're studying? Are you a singer? Are I'll, you a player? What are you? I will be studying harp, so nice. harp performance. Get out yeah. of here. That's got to be awesome. Now, I would have no idea. They're just a bunch of strings that you just, you know, and you can make this really cool sound, but, but you, there are actual notes on there, aren't there? Oh, yes. There are actual notes. See, I need to hear you play. That would be awesome. All right, good. I'm glad that you're going there. I hope that you're, you're a, a crazy success. You're a correspondent with CampusReform.org, however, and um, what you guys go and do is you find some nuttiness on campus. And, and normally we talk about some nuttiness in Southern California, and I did not expect... Now, listen, I've been to California a few times, and it's beautiful. Been to San Bernardino, been to Pasadena, been to L.A., I mean, all over the place. Very, very nice. But the people who run the joint are nuts. So uh, can, can you actually live a happy life in California as a conservative? Well, you know, I've heard it's challenging, but it can <laughs> be done with patience. Now, Masters University, is this a music school in general or no? No, it's a university. So it has, you know, all sorts of degree pro- programs, but it also has a music department, which is fantastic because a lot of music departments are very, very liberal. So that is one of the reasons that I chose masters. Yeah. I mean, I was in the, the, the fine arts, the liberal, the performing arts and almost everybody around me was liberal. In fact, when I started doing this show and they felt, well, holy crap, Joe's doing a show now. They were like, why are you, why are you acting like you're a conservative? I'm like, I always have been. You guys just never asked. Um, I think in the performing arts, we're sort of a, a very, very small minority uh, in that group. Do you talk about your, your politics or your values to your friends and, and other people in the performing arts or not? Well, I try to 100%. I mean, I think it's very important for conservatives to stand up for what we believe in. I think that's actually crucial. So I 100% try to when I can. Obviously, it's challenging, though. And um, I wish it wasn't like that. But, you know, the only reason we can we can fix that is by continuing to talk about our beliefs. Absolutely. And I appreciate that you're doing that. When I was in, in college back in the 80s, we weren't talking about politics that much because things were going pretty well under Reagan. And people didn't complain much because they, there wasn't this sort of vast left versus vast right. I know today there is, and I'm glad that you're standing up for what you believe in. It's Emily Fowler. She is a correspondent from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. Let's start with the stories. Law professor wants colleges to help students get abortions in post-Row America. Now, fill me in on this story, but then I've got a question for you afterwards. Now, where is this happening? So this is happening at the University of Toulouse. So this law professor has decided that um, we should not only support abortion, but that college students should actually pay for it out of their tuition. So she actually made a statement after um, 
the decision was dropped about Roe v. Wade and yeah. Roe v. Wade was overturned. And she said that the university should set aside resources, resources, resources out of college tuition money wow. to help fund these abortions. So she's really going above and beyond the entire pro-abortion movement in that she's actually wanting this this abortion um, funding to come out of students' pockets. So you want to enroll in this university and part of your money will be put aside in case somebody wants to go in and get an abortion. That She thinks that makes sense. That is what this professor thinks makes sense. Um, and again, honestly, in the world we live in today, we have all sorts of organizations who are doing this exact same thing. Um, there are a lot of businesses who will even pay for someone to or pay somebody's travel expenses if they need to have an abortion and they work at this particular organization. Uh, so yes, yeah. very common thing. A lot of these uh, businesses that you're talking about are going to spend $4,000 per abortion. And then the, the obvious question becomes, well, what if an employee becomes pregnant? How much of that money will you pay for her? Will you give her some some time off and here's 4000 extra dollars? And the answer, generally speaking, is no. Do, do you as a young student, as a, a young happening person going to university, have any idea why these universities and these professors and these businesses really, really, really want people to have abortions? Do you have any idea? Yeah, well, I think it's just, it's first of all, it's very, very sad that this is happening. Yeah. Um, and as a young person... I don't understand why these people are moving from being pro-choice to pro-abortion. I think it's absolutely crazy, especially because a lot of young people aren't pro-abortion. I was extremely blessed to be at the Supreme Court the day the decision was dropped, and I was able to go out there, and I was shocked to see hundreds of pro-life college students, such as myself, standing there at the Supreme Court celebrating this huge monumental decision that is absolute history, because that is that is what it is. Yeah. Um, and we are not um, a small group of people. There are a lot of students that feel the exact same way I do. So it's it's very disheartening to see professors like this just assuming that all these students would want abortions or be pro-abortion and that that should come out of our tuition money. Well, it's kind of strange that somebody who's called a law professor um, it doesn't understand the law. It doesn't seem to understand the Supreme Court. It doesn't understand how unlawful and unconstitutional Roe v. Wade and Casey both were. Uh, th- this decision is very constitutional. It's textual because abortion doesn't appear in the Constitution at all, and it doesn't make it illegal. It just goes back to the states now. And again, this person should know that. It is uh, Emily Fowler. She's a correspondent from CampusReform.org. Make sure you go to that website every day like I do. Students want to remove Clarence Thomas from law school teaching position. Because why? He, he understands the Constitution. Fill me in on this. Apparently. So, yes, students from um, George Washington University, the undergraduate program, have actually gotten together and decided they were going to de- sign a petition to remove Justice Thomas from the faculty at um, GW Law because they do not agree with his beliefs, which is very, very strange because, first of all, these are the undergraduate students, so they are not even involved in the law program, so they can't even take his classes, but they decided because of his stance on Roe v. Wade that they want him out of their program because um, they disagree with his beliefs. Well, the problem is it's not even his beliefs. I mean, he's only going by the Constitution. He's only going by the fact that it doesn't appear. And if these are people who go to a law school or, or are in a, at George Washington where there is a law school that Clarence Thomas is somehow part of, why don't they understand that this was just a, 
a justice is blind. I read the Constitution. I don't see abortion here. This was an overstepping of rights back in 1973 and again in 1992 under Casey. And this should be something decided by the states as for the 10th Amendment. What, what is their conniption? Don't they understand that this ruling didn't say abortion is now illegal everywhere? The ruling simply said the federal government should not have been involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it goes back to a lot of students just not taking the time to read and understand what they are actually um, condoning when they sign this petition. They don't understand what exactly went down here at all. They just know that they want their abortions and so that they don't agree with his opinion. Um, I was extremely excited, though, to see that um, George Washington University put out a statement on the matter saying that they are not going to remove Justice Thomas because they do not believe it, it is their position as a university to shelter their students from any beliefs or opinions that they may not agree with, which was so exciting to me because a lot of universities aren't doing that. They aren't taking the stand for free speech and they are not protecting members of faculty who um, are disagreeing with students about matters like this. Emily, are students around your age or people in your age range who go to university and college, are they just not reading the Constitution? It's not that hard to read. It's like 16 pages. Are they just not reading it? Do they not understand that what they're saying is fundamentally and and, um, constitutionally just incorrect? From my own particular experience, um, no. Students really don't read the Constitution. Students don't know what it says. They don't understand the amendments. They don't understand why we have it, and they don't understand why it is so important. And I think that goes back to a lot of schools aren't um, going the full the full direction that they need to go and yeah. just teaching kids about how our government works and why it works. And that's so important to understand as citizens of this country and um the next generation of voters is why we have a constitution, why it is important, and why it has helped us become the greatest nation on this planet. I get the feeling that that the, the students are saying, well, the law professor said, so it must be constitutional, or the law professor said, so Clarence Thomas must be bad, or the law professor said abortions are a right, so they should be a right. All they have to do is sit down and read the text. If they read the text, they'll know what the constitution says, and then they'll say, look, I might be for abortion, but it's not in there. So we shouldn't even be discussing it on a federal level. It's Emily Fowler. She's a, a young correspondent from campusreform.org. Make sure you go to that website every day like I do. The next one is Fat Studies is the field that teaches students to view obesity as oppression. I, I'm confused by that, that line completely. Help me out. Yeah, I admit that I was confused <laughs> at first as well. Um, that's completely understandable. So this university, um, several universities actually, all over the nation are starting to require of fat studies in their curriculums. And what these partic- what these studies are is basically they go through and they try to deconstruct what they call um, social standards as far as obesity and fatness and all of these things. And it's basically proclaiming that um, seeing obesity as a negative thing is a right-wing ideology oh, and on. should be erased. Wait, wait, uh, seriously, people uh, die because they're morbidly obese. They have health issues. Well, we, why can't we talk about this on, on a very uh, uh, scientific level? People who eat more calories than they get rid of are going to gain weight, store that fat, and it becomes a burden on their bodies. This isn't a right-wing thing or a left-wing thing. This is a science thing. And here's how you can eat nutritiously and live longer and be around for your friends and family longer and, and be healthier. Why can't we just teach... Two plus two is four. Why do we have to put some political spin on people who eat too much and and are carrying too much weight around? I don't get it. 
Yeah, it's definitely a, a very strange way of going about things. Um, I think it goes back to these universities are wanting to categorize people as oppressed, categorize them as minorities, um, so that they can swoop in and save them with their wow. new um, political ideologies or plans. Um, and yeah, you made an excellent point. This is not a matter of being right wing or left wing. This is just pure science. According to the National Science Institute, obesity is the second largest cause of preventable death. This has nothing to do with politics. This right. is just logic. This is just facts. If you are obese, and I'm not talking about you know, just a little chunky. I'm talking about obese. You will have health problems. And that's something that needs to be taken seriously and definitely not encouraged. Yeah, we've got an epidemic of hypertension, epidemic of, of people with diabetes. I mean, a lot of these things can be avoided. They could be, they could be ter- heart disease is cra- killing tons of people every single year. It's crazy that we don't just sit down and say, okay, here's how we can get you healthy and have you live longer. And let's not politicize it because there are people who are heavy on the left and on the right. This doesn't matter what your politics are. It's uh, Emily Fowler. Go, go and check her out on campusreform.org. Or she's a young correspondent there. One more story. University silence on moving tampons out of men's bathrooms during nationwide shortage. They never should have been there to begin with, but they quietly have moved them out. Um, so they, um, in light of the recent shortages, yeah. um, unfortunately, we are doing, our nation isn't doing too good economically, as you probably have noticed. Um, and we are having shortages of basic necessities. I'm sure you heard about the baby formula shortage, yes. and now we have a tampon shortage. And um, in light of this, universities are continuing to stock male restaurants. Oh, they are still doing it. I thought they were moving them yeah. out of there. No. No, they are they are still in the male restrooms, unfortunately. Um, even though we have these shortages, even though the amount of tampons that are out there being circulated is smaller, and um, you know the, these are very needed by women, they are continuing to stock male restrooms with them. All right. So, so in other words, um, uh, to be woke. They don't care about the shortage. They don't care about actual females that are in need. They care to be able to say, hey, look, we've got them in the men's room. We're getting it done right. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, as I told you, I went to college back in the 80s. We never ever would have, we would have laughed. Hey, there's a tampon machine here. This is stupid. That would not have made any sense. But just to be, well, this is all it really is. It's just virtue signaling, right? There's no real reason for that. I mean, how many women are really transitioning to being men or calling themselves men using the men's room that you need a stocked up machine of tampons in the men's room? It can't be that many. Exactly. It's not that many at all. And that's why this is are. such a huge issue. Um, and I love how you brought up the point of it's virtue signaling it because that is exactly what it is. In fact, there are organizations that colleges actually pay to rank them on how inclusive and LGBTQ friendly they are. And so this is another very, very common example of how universities are virtue signaling by trying to be woke, trying to be LGBTQ friendly by putting these tampons in the male restrooms, regardless of women who actually need them. Makes no sense. It's Emily Fowler. Go and uh, check her out on campusreform.org. She's a young correspondent there. We'll be going to Masters University coming up very soon. Uh, congratulations on your success educationally, and I'm glad that you're a correspondent at, at Campus Reform. And let's do it again, can we? Absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate you. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Hi, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Always enjoy having the young reporters on from CampusReform.org. They do a great job on highlighting exactly what's going wrong on some of these campuses, and I'm really, really glad to see that there is a a, a portion of the younger generation that does get it, and they're going to expose it. Now, there's been a story that's been around for a few days that uh, I, I guess some baby wasn't going to be able to get a transplant or a big operation because of vaccination status or something. Carrie, there's been an update on that, right? Mm, from Fox News, Tennessee, six-month-old August Stoll finally has been approved for a much-needed heart transplant after the child had to endure a bumpy road early in his young life. Vanderbilt University Hospital originally denied the baby the procedure due to his vaccination status, even though the child's case was reportedly the worst defect that one cardiologist had ever seen, according to the family's Give, Send, Go campaign. The hospital mandated Stoll needed to receive a series of vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccination, before he could be placed in the transplant list. The baby's parents refused to abide by the requirements based on their religious beliefs and their medical concerns related to Stoll's immunocompromised status. Bioethicist, theologian, and Losing Our Dignity author Charlie Camosi said during an appearance on Fox News at night on Monday, he considered the case a puzzling situation. Normally, doctors in the business are trying to protect children, but it looked like the doctor in this case might have been playing some kind of COVID politics with this. Now, though neither the hospital nor Stoll's doctor responded to Fox News Channel's request for comment, Camosi said in his opinion the physician should lose his license if the mother's account of what happened is valid. I mean, it's pretty sick to think about. What does vaccination status have to do with saving the child's life? It doesn't make any sense. And, and again, this is just this the politics, as the story said, of pushing vaccines, pushing big profits, and pushing politics when it comes to our health and safety. It's very, very strange. These people have gotten away with this for a couple of years now. It's just a pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Talk to me, Paula. What's going on? So you'll be happy to hear that your favorite actress, Alyssa Milano, will in fact be reprising her role in uh, Who's the Boss? What? What? Yes. I thought you were going to say Commando. That would have been actually funnier. No, no. Uh, well, not yet. Anyway, I mean, who knows? But Come on, dude. Yeah, so her, they're going to do it with Tony Danza and everybody? Yes, her and Tony Danza, and, and it, it'll take place 30 years after like you know the series ended. So Wow. Yep. There you go. God bless her. She's she's just a little nutso. All right, uh, that's going to be Polo. That's Carrie. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Make sure you stop by JoePags.com. See you. This is the Joe Pags Show.